Alright, friend. Summer or fall? Fall all fucking day. Why? Ew, I hate summer. Like, I hate the heat too, so I just wanted to see because on Facebook and like social media, everybody's putting like these pumpkins and different yeah, things like fall. that. It's you get Layers. to wear your hoodies, yeah. your layers, leather jacket, pull out the Uggs, the Tims, the okay. leather jackets, the jean jackets, yes. the pumpkin patches, the scary movies. I am ready, sis. Pumpkin spice lattes. I don't, I don't know about that. That's the Connecticut in me. First of all, I don't like coffee, so that's fine. Okay. We can, we can, right. we can say and do whatever. Okay. All right, so um. Braids as a protective style or wigs? Wigs. Okay. I don't have time to sit there for all them braids. Ready? And one time I got not I got yeah, it was no, I got twist. Bitches snatched out my edge. Like I like Where did you go? Like a um, I went to a shop. But like an African version shop? No, she went African, but like maybe because I'm not I don't know if it was that my edges was weak or it because I don't have them in too long and they got a little heavy, but I had like a little ball patch or whatever it was in the front. Yes, honey. So that's a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, uh, um, towards the end, about my experience with some black braiders, okay? I'm sick of y'all and y'all foolishness. But anywho, <laughs> back to my questions. Um, do you prefer a yes man? Or a prideful man? Um, like, do you want somebody with, like, babe, let's do this? And he's like, yes, all the time. Everything is yes. Well, I don't know no if you ever met my fiance, but Kuma tells me no all the damn time. Um, even if the answer ends up being yes. No, I don't want a yes man. That's so boring. Or do you want, like, a prideful man? A man is. And when I say prideful, I mean. Not like, kind of sort of like dis not, not but disrespectful, but like a little um, aggressive and will defend you. And well, when I think of prideful man, I think of a man who's just not going to take no shit. Like he's secure with his own. Okay. Okay. So that's, I would say, okay. I, I had guess. to I had to explain it because when I asked this question to my friend, she was like, I don't know nobody that's going to beat my ass, and I said I didn't say abusive. I no, no, no. I said pride. You can t- <laughs> be with a yes man is. I'm too, I have too dominant of a personality, and I don't ever want to feel like I'm walking all over you Yeah. by you telling me yes all the time. Although I wish my fiance would, it's just sometimes it's just be like, yes. Yeah. It's always got to be a question when I ask for something, but that's okay. It's the total opposite. I have a yes man husband, and I wish he was a little more prideful and be like, no, bitch, shut up. We're going to do this. Okay. I'm tired of you and all this foolishness. Right. That's not Whatever. nice. All right. So, are you caught up on the 90-day fiancé tell Yes, girl. First of all, I didn't get to see it I didn't get home until, like, 9.30, so I watched it up until, like, probably, like, 12, 1 o'clock. It was really good. You need to watch it. So, okay. I didn't watch part two of the tell but I did watch uh, the first episode of The Family Chantel. Mm-hmm. And, first of all, I see what Winter is trying to do. I see what my girl is trying to do. She's trying to dig get her camera time. and So, everything is always been about Chantel and... You know, and it's just becoming a lot. And you well, it is. First of all, first of all, you've never been Exactly. That's how I kind of feel. Whatever it is, but but we'll see. And I just really want the family to just sit there and just roll back the fight. First of all, I'm sick and tired of niggas talking about the fight. Yes, that's all they talk about. But can we move? River starts else? the fight when he hit the chandelier, and that's the thing that gets on my nerves. Is like, had River not done that. Then they wouldn't have fought. I agree. I don't think that they would have fought. But hold on. Wait. Since I'm not caught up on the newest episode. But per last week's conversation about living in Florida and gators and shit. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I finally saw a crawl. What is that? That was the movie where the girl, they oh, lived in Florida the gator. and the gators okay. was in the house. Okay. And again, that confirms why the fuck I will never, ever, ever live in anybody's Florida. First of all, so... Sum it up, there was a big hurricane, and she actually went to the University of Miami, and she was actually a swimmer mm-hmm. for the team of the Gators. And what happened was, was that her dad went back to their old house. I don't know what he was trying to do, but his radio was playing, mm-hmm. and the sisters, the family kept calling him, calling him, calling him, he wasn't answering the phone. So they go over there, and she hears the music in the basement. So she goes down there, and she sees her dad is knocked out. And there's rats and everything like that. And then when she gets in there, her dad... 
she asked her dad what it was, and he was just like, there's a gator down here. Wait, is this a spoiler alert for the movie? Are you no, it's just a plot. Okay. It's just a plot. There's a gator in there, but what happened was, was that they lived near a gator farm, and then, like, you know... What the fuck is a gator farm? Why are you making gators? No, like, where all the gators are. You know, people go there for, like, tourists and stuff, like, when I went to New Orleans. Oh, okay. To live near a gator farm, but there was, like, you know how you have, like, the sewers, and they, like, connect to, like, houses or whatever? Yeah. Underneath? That broke during it. I guess it broke, and they were getting in that way. Mm. Bitch, all in all, first of all, this is why... Black people, we need to learn to swim. Okay. I also learned that gators can't hear very well underwater. So when you see them, you're not supposed to panic because like a shark, hypothetically speaking, in the water, which is obviously easier said than that. But you have to see it. And you know who even liked it? Kunle. The same person. I want to see this movie. Because we like to go on Tuesdays because it's $5. You well, now it's funny. $6. I remember a couple episodes back, he used to say, I would make these stupid voices for Josh. Mm-hmm. And you doing the same thing. Because <laughs> that's how he, I'm like, I don't want to see a stupid movie. First of all, can I pause for a second? Sure. I don't know if he's, like, going through this, like, because I'm 30, I'm trying to be hip. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. But, oh, he, he's been in, first he's of all, so this. listen, first of all, he came out with his do-rag on. Fine. Oh. He came out in these oversized, and like normally because we go Tuesday night, we'll shower, put our chill night clothes on, whatever it is. All we have to do is just like hop in the bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he comes out, he has his do-rag on, fine. He just recently got a do-rag, he's trying to get his waves right, whatever. That's the story in itself. Then he wears these oversized basketball shorts, and then he has to go and put on his Jordans. And you know how like, they have the, the thinner bomber jackets? Mm-hmm. He wore this brown one. And then when we went to Broccoli Fest some, some like, in April, he bought, like, you know, the shirts that they have that we bought them at the end, so they was, like, $5. So, Kumai was wearing this oversized shirt because it was only $5. And I'm like, that's a house shirt. So, we go in there, I'm like, you look ridiculous. You look absolutely ridiculous. And then we outside, because, you know, little young niggas is out there, they talking mm-hmm. about that. And Kumai thought going to be like, I was just like, you trying to get loud up here for these young niggas? I was like, because you look stupid. You look like the old man out here trying to be young or whatever get up you have going on. So don't try it. And then I had me a good old man. Because I, I was confused. First of all, I was confused by the outfit. Okay? Then you could out in there and you fussed about you not wanting to see the movie. But then you went, oh, this is stupid. I don't want to see this movie. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to pull my chair back and don't talk to me. Then we got into it at first because that theater has assigned seats. So the lady, Mama Cito, was sitting in the seat. I'm like, yo, excuse me, this is my seat. So she moves over, okay. So Kumle comes in, he was just like, she could have sat there. I'm like, how am I supposed to know that somebody else wasn't going to come on this side? Right. So he's like, I'm going to sit here in case I fall asleep and I start snoring. I don't want to hear shit about it. I'm like, all right. But who was alert the whole movie? Asking me alligator facts. But I had him, though. <laughs> <laughs> I had the facts. Ready to go. Y'all have like two old people. I had the facts. Y'all are like the two oldest couple I ever. I had the the facts. two oldest, youngest couple I ever seen. Like, y'all are ridiculous. I had the facts. Okay? And then afterwards, I wanted to share articles with you about gators. Because you need to know. And then I said, in the fit, I said, this is why you need to learn to swim, my dude. Okay? I said, because if that was us, you'd have been dead. You'd have got eight. I had to leave you right where you were. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm so done. All right. So it is summertime. Um, so every year it seems like I keep hearing all of these stories about babies being trapped in hot cars. So there was a man in New York City and he left his two twins, two one-year-old twins in the car for eight hours. He actually worked at the VA, girl, he worked at the VA hospital as a fucking social worker. When he came back in the car, he was, the twin babies were dead. Um, and then he's, right now he's currently being held on suicide watch at the hospital that he works at. Now... You're a mom. Is it that easy to leave your kid in the car? No, because, okay, let me tell you why I was a little late coming this way, okay? I'm so used to dropping my kids off that I dropped. I came past the daycare. I was like, oh, wait, I ain't got nobody in my car. I even looked back and made sure. It's like, get nobody back there. I saw this lady on Oprah a long time ago, and she was saying how she literally, she was going to run her errands. Normally, she doesn't have her daughter with her in the morning. She said, but something happened with daycare. 
because she, she didn't think anything of it. She just, you know, she and she walked to the elementary school. She said she ran in to do her business. She came out, and she was just like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. And then she came back out, and then her daughter was dead in the car. And she was just like, literally, she was just like, literally, she was just like, I'm just not used to her being in the back. And I've heard stories where dads have been like, I'm not used to the baby being in the backseat of the car with me. The baby was sleeping. I forgot they were in there because I'm not used to looking back and having the baby with me. No, I don't get that part. I just, you know what? And there was another story locally where a family locked their keys in the car and there was a two-year-old, no, there was a three-year-old and a one-year-old in the backseat and they were trying to get out themselves. So everybody um, in the area, this is like the beach or something, they were around trying to like knock on the car and they finally had to break the window to get the kids out. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Okay, so first of all, let's get back to, I don't know how people forget their kids in the car. Like, I get you have a routine and different things like that. I have a routine too. But my routine is to drop my kids off and pick them up in the afternoon. So this morning on my way here, I stopped past the daycare as if I was dropping my kids off. I right. look back and I'm like, oh, these niggas ain't even here. So let me proceed. Did you know that you put your child in the car? I guess, like, I don't know. And I think I could see literally, like, if I'm not, if it's me personally, I'm a person, like, don't throw me off my schedule. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I felt it, but I have a habit of always looking in the backseat of my car, anyways, because it's, I'm, I put, paranoid. My, I put my bag back there. I that put whatever is back there. And you're paranoid. Well, that too. Mm-hmm. That too. Gotta make sure. Um, but, I don't know. Like, but it, And it's crazy because it's like every year you hear these same stories. You hear the same stories, you hear the same stories. And last week was absolutely disgusting. The heat was atrocious. Yes. And I think what it is within the car, I think like, it's almost like you boil, for, like you cook mm-hmm. from the inside out. Because I remember when my little Sheba ain't had no AC last, uh, Lord have mercy. <clears throat> Bless her. Sheba was my old car, y'all, and she was black on black. And I refused to pay for the AC again because I knew I was going to get a new car. And I would ride with my windows down. But y'all know, it only gets cool if you're on the highway. So this is before the other car didn't have Bluetooth in it. Mm-hmm. So when people were calling me, I had to be on speaker and I'd be yelling like, no, call me back, call me back, call me back. You know I can't hear you because I'm on the highway and I'm trying to get air. So I would have to leave work at a very specific time. And if I was late, I'd get really mad because then I'm going to have to sit in traffic. And if I'm sitting in traffic, I might get no airflow. When I tell you a bitch used to be mad in the car. I bet. Like it was, it was a nasty, nasty heat. So I can only imagine that as a baby or as a toddler or as an animal in the car. And don't have leather seats. And that's what I used to have. It was black on black. Black car on the outside and it was black leather seats and they were sticky and I had no Mm -hmm. AC. So I'd be getting out the car in my back. First of all, goddamn leather is hot. Yes, and I'd have to like sit up, like not sit back in my chair so that my back wouldn't get wet. Oh my God. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I bet it was. I can only imagine my (laughs) self. Poor babies. So, um, in California yesterday, actually, there was another shooting. Um, reportedly, as of now, there were three people killed and 15 people were um, oh, this is a mass injured. Shooting. Yes. So, this took place at a garlic festival in, okay, in Gilroy, California. So, I guess this particular city, almost all year round, it smells like garlic. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's a small fact. I'm going to have to look that up. But apparently what happened was, um, as they were getting ready to, someone was performing on stage, as they were getting ready to go into the last song, um, shooting broke out. Um, as it progressed, I guess, like, the the gunman, he, he apparently tried to cut his way out of a gate. And the, you know, you have, like, the fence. Mm-hmm. He tried to cut it out. And on his way out, then the police were able to gun him down, and he was fatally killed. And I haven't read into it too, too much because I saw it when I was at work, um, like, popping up. But it's literally, like, you cannot go anywhere. Like, now when I go places, I subconsciously, like, I used to like to wait for the let out. Now I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to wait for the let out. 
I don't want to be in the midst of the big crowd. I want to stand back. So when we went to Broccoli Fest for my birthday, the last before we were up there, I was just like, okay, I want to get out. Like, I felt like I was about to, like, lose my mind. I was just like, I want to get out before too many people come here. Mm-hmm. And it's it, everybody's stuck in the traffic with the cars. And then when we were in the middle of things and people started fighting or whatever it was, I was just like, oh, my God, like, I don't have any line of sight to, like, get out of this space if anything happens. And you can't even now go to a fucking carnival or festival or whatever it is without some shit popping off. Yeah. I kind of happened. Well, that didn't happen, but I had the same mind frame when I went to my first ever concert in October. It was, like, standing room only, of course. And... Mm towards the end of the concert and I'm seeing who's like the last couple of performers of course they have all the good people towards the end I gradually like pulled myself back and I was like hey so I'm about to start you know walking back because if anything happens and of course I still want to be I want to get out of here before all the traffic because I'm in downtown uh, DC so it's stupid crazy down Mm -hmm. there so I was just like, let me just back up, try to figure out if I can find my way out, different things like that. I didn't want to be around a lot of other people, the women that were disrespectful, but that's not here and that's, there. You made a good point about that standing room only thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to the Fillmore in Silver Spring, nope. but it's also a standing room only thing, as is Howard Theater. They There's a couple of seats, but that setup, first of all, is just like you have to get there early if you want to go ahead and get yourself a good place. Me, my ass always has to pee, so it's not necessarily good for me to be up in the front. Mm-hmm. I'm short anyway, <laughs> so I can't never see nothing. But I say that to say, imagine if something happens, it's like pandemonium. And I can't imagine that. I remember being younger, and I remember this club we used to go to back at home called a mansion. got shut down. <clears throat> but people, I remember the last time we lived, people were shooting in the club. And... This is doing the let out time. We used to like to wait till the let out. You know, that's when you was feeling cute. You mm-hmm. your outfit. You will wait a little bit before let out. Go to the bathroom. Make sure you ain't look hot and bothering and stuff. Because the lights will come on and right. people will see. And you want to look like, yes, this is what I look like all the time. Still cute. Whatever. And <laughs> all of a sudden, you hear people and you hear like a pop. And mm-hmm. everybody's scrambling around. But my dumbass at that time, I was still, for whatever reason, I'm intrigued at something like that. I don't know why, but I was. But I just remember everybody trying to get out of the staircase. And, like, looking for my friend and trying to grab her. Like, oh, my God, we have to hurry up and get down here. And then when we got out there, family met, like, someone got uh, shot and then someone went ahead and got stabbed. And it's just like, but don't you check the people when they come in there? That's what I'm thinking. Like, how is all of this happening if you're supposed to be patting these people down? When they put shit in their panties or something? Girl, all I know is we're getting ready to leave out. The lights is on, and then we hear the pop, and then everybody's in there, and it's just like, because everybody's on their way out, there wasn't really way for security to really get to anybody, Mm -hmm. so we were just like, everybody, and there's like one way in, one way out, so everybody's in the staircase, like, and it's almost like you're falling, like you're swimming down to try to get down to the bottom of the, to the stairs, whatever it was. Don't let a bitch have heels on trying to get down them stairs. Well, this is, was this Kitten Hill Alley? This is when I, I thought it was okay to wear, like, sandals. This was, yeah. This is before I got into my heel game or whatever it is. But that's not the end of it. This is, no, these are the days when I used to take off my heels in the club. So they were probably off at this point. And in my hands. Yes. The floor dirty is all get out. Ugh. But even, like, I remember after the Aurora shooting happened at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So even, like, now when I go to the movie theaters, I'm always looking for the exit sign. If I go on a plane, I need to know the exit sign, I need to know my exit strategy. And it's crazy because now to me it's second nature. I'm thinking, okay, can I get out? And my friend made a good point when we were at the Broccoli Fest. She said, I said, what are you doing? She was like, I'm looking for the exits. She was like, are there enough exits? And I and then I was just like, you know what, you're right. You put all these mass shootings, especially the concert with Ariana Grande. And just, oh, God, yeah. Like, now that I'm older... Like I said, my first concert was in my 20s, like right. my late 20s. I'm about to be 30. So I don't regret it because you just hear all of these horrible stories about people getting shot at mm-hmm. these places. And I'm just like, yeah. If see, I'm going I shouldn't to, have been there. If I'm going to a basketball game, if I'm going to a baseball game, I, and that's why I tell people, if y'all don't come with me, please know that we leave in about 10, 15 minutes before the show is over. I said, because I cannot, 
I don't like that idea of everybody trying to get out and on the elevator at the same time. Hell no. So. Yeah, just imagine like the arena is trying to get out. That's stupid. Yeah. So if y'all asses come with me, just know you're going to miss the last 15 minutes of the show. (laughs) But, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with them. And as we get any updates, we'll go ahead and we'll update you. But it's crazy that this is becoming a normal occurrence. Like my reaction was just like another one. I didn't have that same, oh my God, reaction as I've done before. And that says a lot that we are slowly becoming desensitized to these things. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We surely are. Okay, so before I get into this shits and giggles point, okay, I wanted to just mention that old Trump, I, I, I don't know, first celebrity in chief, first and foremost, he is now making it his mission to get uh, ASAP Rocky out. I'm not going to get too involved in that because y'all already know how I feel about that, but he's teamed up with Kanye and Kim Kardashian, and you know she's known of getting niggas out of things, mm-hmm. um, but they've teamed together to try to get ASAP Rocky out. So my name, Justin Bieber, says, I think that's great that you're trying to get my man 21 uh, ASAP out. He was asked, but what about them kids you got locked up in cages? Basically. Hello? You better read them, uh, Justin. The Biebs, okay? And then, Bordeaux, I don't, I don't know who was talking to him or who asked him, but a conversation came up about Baltimore, and Trump was saying that it's a dirty, rat-infested, Rat and roach so, infested place. They were actually talking about that on radio. It one of the guys, and I don't know his exact name, but he is from the city of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And Trump was basically saying, like, don't worry about what's going on at the border. Worry about what's going on in your city of Baltimore. He basically said it's mm. dirty, infested with roaches and different things like that. Granted, these are valid points. However, not all of Baltimore. Not all of Baltimore is like that. Like, every city has their issues. Like, it's a D.C. City. Now, D.C. is full of rats. Thank you. New and York, the where capital. he's from. Like, and the thing is, is that Trump, I think his son, has properties out in Baltimore. Has a slew of, like, uh, residential properties out there in Baltimore. Um, I do love how people were coming to the aid and people from Baltimore where they're representing their city. They're not letting him talk shit. But my thing is, it's like... First of all, I will say this. Trump be coming with the clapbacks. I will say that. I will say that. However, this is your celebrity in chief. And for all the people who are bothered by his comment, I hope when it comes out time for y'all to vote and to have your voices heard, that y'all are over there doing something about it, that y'all are out there voting, okay? I, I think I think it's crazy. And then the fact that he has, his son has rental pro- has real estate property out there, which is crazy to me. That's the crazy shit about it. I honestly don't think it's that crazy, the fact that he made about It doesn't it being surprise me. Right. But have you ever noticed that he uses um, nasty, trifling, dirty, when he's talking about anything black, like black communities or mm-hmm. anything like that? Yep. The shithole countries yeah. and things of that nature. But you know something, though. God has a way of dealing with people. And it's going to come back to him. I don't know when. I don't know how. Maybe his kids will suffer. Maybe his funky-looking daughter, Ivanka. I don't know. But I hope and I pray that um, Baltimore don't let him come for y'all see it like that. Oh, no. They're standing up. They're taking pictures, putting it all on social media. But I think people need to understand that every city has the same thing. Roach infested, rat infested, New York, parts of D.C., parts of Baltimore. Like, what he's saying is facts, however, it's... The city. But that's not the point. Like, why would you even... You are the president, so for him to open a big mouth and say something like that, the fact of the matter is it's inappropriate. Right. I saw this video the other day. It was in Northwest D.C. of this trash can. Someone went to throw something out, and it was like a family of fucking rats in there, mm-hmm. motherfucker. You saw that shit? Mm-hmm. Just, just chilling in there. The whole fucking congregation, like it was church or something. Man, fucking nasty. And that was in Northwest D.C. And for D.C. to be the nation's capital, D.C. has one of the worst rat problems. You know D.C. is built on the top of a swamp, right? This is, yo, yo, that's man, yo, don't even get me started. Like, you ever be walking, and you see them big-ass, like, rat boxes? Mm-hmm. All on the streets. I saw this video like last year, and it was this restaurant in Chinatown. 
and there was like mice chilling in like the front of the window like they was playing around like they were playing yeah. tag it's disgusting when i used to live in southeast i don't know how but there was a cat and that bitch was like a fucking cat it they was big they're big like possum yo these niggas is mad big yeah disgusting all right now let's get to the shit Nicole right. Murphy Brown. So I'll let you start, friend. Do you have any feelings about this? Because I saw something on Facebook that really kind of pissed me off. Okay, so summing it up real quick. Nicole Murphy Brown, the ex-wife of Eddie Murphy, uh, was caught kissing uh, director producer is it Antonio uh, Antoine Antonio Antoine, Fuqua think, something Fuqua. Right? Mr. Fuqua. Mr. Fuqua. He is the wife of, if I remember leading to a tale, mm-hmm. and um, the one who was with, what was her name on there? I don't know, but she was definitely the it girl. Okay, yes, she was the it girl on. Her name is Layla. Oh, that's her name? Mm-hmm. Okay, her name is Layla Fuqua. Uh, and that was her husband. So apparently, Nicole Murphy Brown has a, a tendency of not keeping her lips and her body parts to herself because apparently she was she contributed to the cause of the breakup between Lisa Ray and her ex husband, um, former Turks and Caicos prime minister. Mm-hmm. Now, when they asked her about it, she claimed it was a friendly, yes. friendly kiss. Yeah, now, like a friendly kiss is a friendly introduction, but. No, that picture was not friendly at all. That was you trying to swap and kiss, so, and you got caught. So tell me your thoughts on this. So, I actually saw a Facebook page, a Facebook post basically saying that she let her go, like she let herself go later yeah. as far as her weight. In the nineties, she was sexy. She was this. She was that. She got married. She had two kids, and that's that's what comes with life. Like you get married, you have two kids. You get a little comfortable. Everybody gets a little comfortable. But at some point, you need to have a conversation with your significant other. If you felt like they're not doing their part to keep themselves up, presentable, or anything like that, you can say, hey, you know, you want to get back in the gym? Let's go to the gym together. Let's motivate each other to try to stay where we are. But you can't sit up here and blame her, you know, having two kids, life happens, her essentially letting herself go on it being a justifiable reason for this man to be lip-locking this other woman. That was someone's defense? That's what they were saying? Yes, basically, in a nutshell. Okay, so fuck that person. First of all, no. I actually saw today, this morning, that they said that um, he may also have some illegitimate children, because this ain't his first time cheating. But the fact of the matter is, no. When you take those vows, nowhere does it say, if I get big, or if I look different, or whatever the case is, that you, that you get that free pass to go ahead and to cheat. That's number one. That's not okay. That's not acceptable. Number two, I don't know what fucking friend you kissing like that. Right. Because I'll be damned. It ain't going to be no peck on the cheek, it'll be a hug. And it better be that church pet hug. With the face. Yeah. And you know, you tap them on the back. And it makes that noise that. That white people hug. The, okay. Yeah. Or you rub the back real quick, like in a circle. Okay. It'll be one of those. And but what I don't like about the situation is that they're not giving him any flag. All the flag is going to her, and it's just like, okay, but he allowed the kiss to take place. Because whenever you see the story, it's all about, oh, him, 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 or I'm sorry, Nicole, her, her, Nicole, her. Nicole, Nicole. Where's the blame on him? But where's the blame on it? And that's the problem that I have in the situation. So then she tried to go back and recant the story, and she was just like, you know, I was married once before, and I would never do anything like that to, you know, whatever, whatever. That's a goddamn lie. You, you know that was inappropriate. Right done it before. That was extremely inappropriate and reasons like that. Also principle, yes, I'm gonna deal with my husband, but I'm also a ass. I'm a ass because you know he's a married man. Period. And I feel like when it's a situation when you willingly know that that man is married, okay, it's something for you too. You can get a piece of this ass whooping. Did you hear about Roxy from the, um, what is that show? One on Six and Park? Apparently she was, uh, not dating, but like sleeping around with Lisa Ray's husband too. Mm. Allegedly, because you know the brat is Lisa Ray's sister, so she yeah. went on um, her radio show with Ricky Smiley. They were asking questions, and she was like, "Yeah, basically Nicole, I mean not Nicole, Roxy." Uh, she didn't mention Nicole and and Roxy in a nutshell, and a lot of other people had were trying to 
basically in a nutshell mess up the relationship you know what i was listening to the joe budden podcast shout out to them and Ma was saying he went to a premiere for some movie and Nicole Murphy's daughter's paintings were in there and the director was there. And he was saying like he was wondering if they had something going on because the chemistry and the energy that they had between the two. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, how old is the daughter? I don't know. But Nicole Murphy Brown like and Eddie Murphy, their kids are like grown, like in their 20s. Okay. Their kids are grown. Um, but he was saying like, you know, you could tell that there was something that they've known, known each other, whatever it was, but I don't know what kind of fucking friendly kiss you're giving. And then my thing is just like, and then it's on camera. It's been caught. Like, why are you then continuing to portray the story as if it's it was just friendly? Kiss. No, it wasn't. Just just own up to it. And then I need some blame to go with the blame, too. Like, I'm tired of everybody always coming at the woman saying she's a homefront girl. She's this. What about the man and his history exactly. of doing but you know what though, Leela? This is time to get in your bag, bitch. Is it Leela or Layla? She knows her name. Leela Layla. Gotcha. She knows her name. Alright, so moving on. Wendy Williams is deciding to do a biopic of her life. Okay. First of all, I don't care too much about having a biopic about Wendy. I care less. Really? And then, second of all, I don't want her to produce it, not unless it's going to be like one of those uh, Bobby Brown productions, because he was like telling all of the team with no problem, and I feel like she's going to fluff it. I feel like Wendy Williams is so instrumental in the hip-hop scene as far as like, just like Angie Martinez, so I want to see, because she's had those classic interviews. You know, she's had interviews with Pac, with Biggie, she's been around hip-hop. Play but I agree video with, you. with Wendy with her. I agree. Uh, I remember when that happened, and I remember being in the car with my mom. She used to she used to be on like before she was on a show. She used to be on regular radio, and when I was on my way to dance, my mom would play her in the car. This is when Charlamagne was on it, mm-hmm. and I remember that. I fucking remember that. Um, but first of all, I don't like that it's going to be on Lifetime because you know it's going to be some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. If Wendy is not going to get to the nitty gritty about her drug abuse, about the date rape drugs, about all of her controversial interviews, about when she said that Pac was gang raped in, in prison, and all this other stuff. If she's not going to get into the nitty gritty of that, that she ain't going to get into the nitty gritty of her husband and cheating. cheating on the other foolishness, I don't want to see it. I don't want to be flat. But I do believe that Wendy, she's, she's, so, she's so monumental in the hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from her transition from when she first started her career till now, she's transitioned a lot. I do think she is deserving of a biopic, but I don't want to see no bullshit. I don't want her to produce it or direct it or anything of that sort because it's going to be fluffed. If she's not going to be honest, I don't have a problem with her helping to be there in the writing room because it's her life. Right. But if she's not yeah, going to be, if she's not going to be raw and honest that she was in her books. I don't want to see, and I don't want a lifetime bullshit. Right. Because the Aaliyah movie was trash, the Tony Braxton movie was trash. I know what these shits are. The Wendy Houston movie was trash. Now I'm for trash TV and movies sometimes, but not when it becomes somebody that I like idolize, right? Or something like that. I want to know the impact. Exactly. They didn't say nothing about her dating Mark Kelly, and I don't know if that was because of the the family or if it was because of Wendy, like. They did a little bit. Now, one one movie I hated was the Whitney Houston one, and it was Bobby Brown was there to write and produce it. And I don't like how it made it. They were very much in love, but I don't like how it made it seem like Bobby didn't play any role in it. It made it seem like Whitney was the only one being crazy. And I did. Right. I didn't like how that went ahead and happened. I felt like it was told from Bobby Brown's perspective. And him not wanting it to make it seem... I feel like he didn't take any blame in the part, in the movie. He did. He showed what he wanted to show. And that's the part that I didn't like about the Lifetime movie with Benny Houston, that Bobby Brown was a part of. But I digress. I digress. Okay, so my children watch YouTube when I need to cook or whatever. And sometimes I don't you know, always monitor the things that they watch. 
So I recently just found this story, and it's basically saying that a uh, cartoon is catching backlash of a white uh, princess character losing her beauty, and she's turning black with like acne or pimples and different things all on her face. So this is a YouTube channel, and it's called My Ping TV. Ping you, ping, ping you, ping you TV. And the cartoon is under fire because essentially it's saying a white character is losing her beauty and now she's turning black. I have a problem with that. That is so fucking racist. How dare you? The fact that, first of all, the fact that YouTube allowed it to be on there and that it was proved for children to yes. watch is, a pro is problematic to me. And I'm reading this a quick description. Um, and I guess it's like if she speaks to the prince... She begins to lose her beauty. Um, yeah. And the next time that the prince sees her, she's transformed from a young white woman to a black woman with dark skin with dark skin and dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. So with the same blue eyes. And then she has like these I wanna say acne pimples up under her face. I don't know if they're supposed to be freckles, but if they are bitch, they don't look like freckles to me. And this is why it's so important that representation matters. And I love, Beyonce has a new song called Brown Skin Girl. Mm -hmm. And I love the representation that it brings. I love that, you know, little girls of color are starting to feel like, you know what, my skin is beautiful too. Right. White is not always right. I love, you know, the Princess Tiana. I love, you know, that... I love uh, Moana. I love Princess Jasmine. That it showcases different types of Right, you know, yeah. race and beauties and ethnicities and you know Mulan. That is why things like that are so important. That is why Black Panther was such a pivotal thing because although it was a super character and it's been around, they're bringing it to the live screen and making it so, so, so true to the core and the essence of you know the history and the culture of Africa was very important because young black children need to see, hey, I can be a superhero too. Right. And there's nothing wrong with my black skin. So. Fuck on my opinion, UTV and YouTube. I hope y'all fucking pull the shit. Also, um, I don't know. You're more into music than I am. So, Blueface Girl, Baby. Bye and goodbye. Blueface Baby thinks that he is the best lyricist. Okay and goodbye. Okay. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to catch a beat first. Th this, I'm just going to say this, and I'm not mad at it. All rappers, whether you're good or not, musicians, they think they're the best and they think they're the baddest. If that's what you think, if that's what you feel, that's cool, that's cute. But Blueface, I'm going to need you to not be putting your hands on your mama and your sister because you got upset about whatever it is. I don't know why he's got two girlfriends at one time. That ain't my business. It's not. But if in his mind he thinks he's the best rapper, that's fine. You got to have that confidence. But that's not something I would take serious because I love me some bust down Tatiana. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with you. He needs to find a beat. And nothing about him that song makes me want to go listen to more of his music right and even hearing it nothing about it stands out and maybe because I'm now older I'm on the right. older spectrum of 20s right. I'm like fine whatever these kids today don't know what but, but he said from his generation the last couple of years that he's the best lyricist and I fucking love Charlamagne because Charlamagne was just like no, no you're not he's like no you're not he's like no you're not he was like you are not and he tried to hang in there. I give him, I give him, I give him his props for trying to hang in there and you know, stand up for himself. But but no. And also on another really quick tip, um, what are your ideas or your thoughts? My bad. What are your ideas and your thoughts about um, men painting their nails? Not like a clear color. My dad, he used to like a black nails, like, like a black, like a black, a pink, like a one. Yes. So essentially, that's what I'm getting at. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Love and Hip Hop. He is, I'm so, oh, he's a producer, correct? Yeah. One of season, he's yeah. a producer, producer and writer, producer and writer, and he's married to Erica Anderson, who's also a producer and writer. The answer is no. The answer is no. Um, and I'm starting to see I remember, a lot of other people doing I like remember, athletes too. I remember, like, back when I was in, like, middle school, high school, and they used to have, like, the emo music. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the white bands, like, they would paint their fingernails black. I don't have an issue with the black nail polish, but for me, I don't for, want a man for me, either. absolutely not. I like a, I, I don't, 
want to be sitting in the nail salon with you. Right. I don't want you to be coming to me. I'm looking for my black polish and I don't have none because you out here painting your fingernails. Right. I don't want you to ask me, oh, babe, what size blue nail polish? Maybe it's the rocker look. Maybe it's the... I, I think it's more of that creative type of vibe thing. And that's cool. That's cute. That's what you want to do. But, um... No. Not for me. Corey, don't bring your ass in the house with no fucking nail polish. Absolutely not. Because I'm going to look at you and be like, who's... Uh, water and cucumbers. Where, where, where were you dipping your fingers? What bowl of water and cucumbers was this at? What nail salon? Okay. Right. Because this is not okay. What, what nail polish dryer were you sitting under? Now I'm all for you being expressive of your creativity or anything like that, but I'm not down for nail polish. That's a no. He's not but he also cut off his. I remember there was first an episode. Wait. wait, first of all, there was an episode where him and Lerha got into it, and she was like, "What's your fake dreads?" So she don't tell you that your dress is extensions. A lot of niggas do it, but hey, but he cut his dreads off or his extensions, and now he's got this like blowout kit, like how Young Jock did when he had a big yeah. perm. I thought that was a wig. I don't know what it was. It didn't look good. No, it didn't look good. But real quick, okay. I was talking to my friend and she recently went on a wedding. Joyly went to a wedding and she brought a plus one with her and she was saying that he was the perfect date. So in general, what do you think makes the perfect plus one? Whether it's a wedding or a small get together, whether it's your significant other or a friend, because everybody is not a good plus one. I don't know. For me, for me, First of all, I know who to bring in what situation and what setting. Mm-hmm. I think a good plus one needs to be able to, they're not afraid to introduce themselves. They're not afraid to hop in on a conversation. And they're there to play off of you, I guess, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like taking someone somewhere that if we go somewhere and if I happen to walk away for a few minutes, that you're up under my butt. Yeah. I need you to be able to have your own conversation. You know what I mean? Yes. Because everyone is not an appropriate plus one, and there's nothing worse than bringing someone along somewhere and then they don't speak. You ever watch someone, like, maybe talk a game night or something, and they're sitting there off shy, and it's just like, bitch, what's wrong with you? After I've introduced you, you get 10 minutes of warm-up time, okay? Get it together. Yeah. That irks my spirit. So I try not to bring anybody. If I know the person's, like, Wedding, like it's a wedding I'm going to, like right the day after your wedding, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to go by myself mm-hmm. because essentially my husband doesn't know these people right at all. But even then, like I've been some places with Kumri, and like I haven't necessarily known everyone. Um, He's not social. But, but right now, that's what I was going to say about my fiance. But Kumri is always so amazed. He was just like, "You just you're not afraid of talking to people." I was just like, "Well, I'm a adult." And I was just like, I don't like sitting there. I feel like I'm looking stupid and I feel like I'm being rude and I'm being standoffish. Right. So it's better for me to like introduce myself, talk and like I try to I try to sit around where the conversation is to see where I can get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but my fiance sometimes like Nkume, he's definitely a person where he can get in his mood to where some days he feels like speaking and some days he doesn't or he goes more social. But I think as we've the more things we've gone to and as we've progressed in our relationship, he's more comfortable and he knows like, okay, we came together, we're gonna be we're gonna sit here, we're gonna play off one another, but at the same time you need to be able to have your own conversation. Right. Um, so we recently went somewhere this weekend. Um, and it's so funny because like sometimes I can tell when he's comfortable and I can tell when he's not comfortable, but I'm like, yo, like, I need you to be able to carry a conversation if need be. I need if I get up to go somewhere that you're not running around frantically looking for me, that you can hold yourself and you can be entertained on your own. And then even I think with the wedding, I don't want to bring anyone with me to a wedding and you just want to sit around all night, you don't want to dance, you don't want to talk to anybody at the table, nothing like that. But I'm also that person, if I'm at a table, I'm talking to everybody. Hello? I'm in that network. Hello? How are you? Right. How do you know the bride? How do you know the groom? But... That's just me. So I wanted to know what your take was. Basically, what you just said, I never really had to think about it until just now. Like, or you know, he was a plus one, but like, 
besides you. But not even like just with a plus one, but like bringing someone in a setting to where you already have a group of friends, and then bringing in an additional person. Is that additional person going to be standoffish? Or are they being quiet just because they, they're taking the vibes? Or are they just being quiet because I don't really feel like talking? And da -da -da. Like, can they conduct themselves? Like, can they hold their own? Can they happen on the conversation that people are talking? Are they following you around? Can they gel with everybody in the group? Because you can't bring everybody everywhere. And that is true. You can't bring every friend to every scenario. Right. So that's important. I have my friends who I'm definitely like, okay, like, this is my go-to person. I can bring him or her or her. And I know she's going to be good. It's not going to be no issues. It's not going to be no problem. I'm not going to have to be like, don't say this. Don't do that. Okay, so moving on. I love to support black businesses. So I go on Instagram, as everybody is doing now, and search for, um, like, a black braider or whatever, or just mm -hmm. a braider in general. So I make an appointment, and I let her know what the situation is. I cut all of my hair off in January, and it has grown back to where if I was to go to a shop, like an African braiding shop, that they would be able to grip it, and it would be fine. Like, it's no problem. You got a little grippage. Right. Right. Well, it's a little more than I a little it. bit of grippage, you but it's, 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 it's some enough. straight backs. Thank you. It's some straight backs <laughs> enough for some box braids. I'm not there for the the Seneca leaves just yet. I'm sorry, okay. she, she's still growing. She's still growing, but um, I tell her what it is. I send her pictures of my hair, and I'm just like, hey, you know, um, I cut all my hair off. Can you braid this? She's like, yeah, fine. That's no problem. Okay, cool. I, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. Everybody's requiring a deposit, so, you know, I may I send her my little deposit coins oh, or whatever. Lord. I get there to her house, and I'm literally a little bit early. No, I wake up the day of the appointment. She texts me around, like, 7.30. She was in like, hey, her house. Her house. She's like, hey, um, can we move the appointment to 9.30? Okay, cool. No problem. I say, sure. Then she's like, hey, can you stop past the beauty supply store on a Sunday? Now, we all know the beauty supply store do not open. It's like 12 o'clock, 1130, 12 o'clock on a Sunday. She's like, hey, can you stop past this, this particular beauty supply store and get this particular edge control? Okay, I'm down. Why she ain't have it? I'm down. I was being nice. I drive over to the beauty supply store. I look at the, the sign that clearly says... Sunday, 11.30 a.m. until 6 o'clock. Uh, I text her, hey, you know, um, the beauty supply store is closed. I didn't say anything early because I'm assuming, you know, she knows something. Not, I don't know. This is her neighborhood beauty supply store. Right. Maybe she knows they're going to be early. Maybe she knows somebody that could open the door real quick, slide me what I need, and keep it pushing. No, it's closed. But luckily, I had my own edge control, and I brought it with me because I knew. I was like, just take it with you, bitch, just in case. So I get to the house. I let her know what it is, whatever. I missed my turn for her house. So I'm turning around. I'm going back. Her house is in a very difficult to understand subdevelopment. Like, one side is even numbers. On one side is odd numbers. You should tell So, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so then um, she's like, hey, you know, park on the side with the grass. Cool. Park there. And I'm literally standing out of my car. And I'm like, hey. She's like, I'm coming up in four minutes. Okay, I get out of my car in like two minutes, and I'm standing outside watching well, where these was people. Where was she at? She's on the opposite end of where I'm at. And I'm so like, she hey. was coming to meet you. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here. Where are you? She's like, are you at the right place? And I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely at the right place. I put it in my GPS, and she's literally standing at her door. Like she's like, I'm outside. I'm on my porch and I'm looking for you and I'm like, well, I'm looking and I don't see you. Do you have like a fence or whatever? She's like, no, like I parked by the car you told me to park by. And then I, I literally walk back to my car. I get in my car. I drive out like I'm leaving the complex, turn around, come back in and park in the same parking spot for this bitch not to have come outside. I ain't say nothing. I ain't say nothing then. We get into the house. I'm not mad at anybody that works from home, so please do not take this wrong. But her house smelled like piss and weed. Piss mm. and weed. Mm. So we go down into the basement or whatever, you know, I'm apologizing. I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit late. Even though I wasn't late, I was there. It was just she was not communicating correctly with me. Right. So we get down there and, and you know, um, she's like, um. The back of your hair is a little short, so I might have to charge you ten dollars more to do that back part. I said, "Well, don't worry, because Wait, I had plans. What? I had plans of um, like shaving the back part anyway." You had plans for the back part, friend. 
yeah, I had plans for it to be shaved. Like, I wanted to be shaved into, like, a little design. So, I was like, oh, don't worry about that. Right. And plus, I didn't budget to give you no additional $10. Well, why would that be extra money, though? So, her little promotion on um, Instagram, it says, like, box braids, what godless locks, blah, blah. Like, it's listing the services that she does and it's saying the prices. It never says what size she was doing. So, as I'm down there with her, she's like, um, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do your hair. Bitch, she has these long-ass, long-ass motherfucking fingernails. And I'm like, are you going to be able to grip my hair with your long fingernails? She's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. She starts with long braids. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because the texture of your hair and what? the sides. And I have long fingernails. And I'm just like, okay, but you knew. And I told you what it was up front. Like you could right. you could have said okay well sis um, I'm getting ready to go on vacation I got my nails like st- stupid dumb long because I'm trying to be cute for vacation let's do it for a later date and I'm only doing it for a specific size you never said what size you were doing it for I get there but, but if she's a professional it shouldn't matter because when you're a, when you're a real professional you can do and you can handle all of that stuff. At this point, I'm livid. I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm sitting down there, and I'm just, like, looking like I'm, like, is there a roach going to bite my foot? Like, what is going on? She, and she had you on the floor, too. Huh? No, she had me, like, on a chair she next to her chair. bed, but her room was just dirty and house smell. And, like, once again, I'm not trying to be, like, disrespectful to anybody that works from home. But I'm just saying, if you work from home, can you at least keep the area where you plan on doing people's hair a little bit cleaner? Right. First of all, nothing annoys me more than if I have an appointment, and I'm that person where if I have an appointment, you get a 15-minute grace period about when the fuck you're going to start, okay? Then there's another mad. thing. She was back there texting and on Facebook, like, posting. Like, I literally followed her, so I'm looking on Instagram, and you know how it refreshes every now and again? Right. It refreshes bitches posting another thing about her breathing sessions and these specials that she's given, mm-hmm. and it never indicates what size, anything. You know, so that's number one. So, first of all, you ain't gonna be late, okay? That's number one. Number two, um, if you are a professional as you say that you are, it doesn't matter what I come up when I used to go to the Weave Express in Landover. I saw some people with imaginary hair, like, I don't know how they was gripping it. Like, some pieces of it, some like someone were coming in with alopecia, some people were coming in with barely like nothing, and they was able to go ahead and grip it and catch and do what they were doing. Number one. That's number two. Your place of business, whether it's at your home, whether it's at a shop, it needs to be clean. Because I would have walked up and I'd have been like, oh no. Oh no. Did you look in to see if her underarm fingernails was clean? Because when people have long ass nails, I used to wear my nails really long too. I look under people's nails. No, I didn't even look. Mm. Mm. But you know what? You should have left her. So how was it that you ended up leaving? She was like, oh, well, I'm getting ready to go out on a trip. I'm not going to be able to do your hair because I have these long nails. Can we reschedule? And I'm sitting there. Did you get your deposit back? Yeah. I'm sitting there like, um, at this point, I don't even want to come back to you. And you didn't give her a review or let her know? No. See, people like, let me tell you something. People don't, people are, people get their acts together when it comes to people yelp I don't want to but even if you don't want to put her on blast like that it's a simple conversation I'm like listen here even after you like, I would have done it after I left the house hey I would just like to let you know I'm not pleased with my therapist when I arrived to you you changed the time you went ahead and you were asking me to go out and get supplies that's inappropriate you were the stylist you need to have what kind of gel it is that you need you need to have everything that you need to all I need to be able to bring if that is my hair that's number one number two bitch don't bring me in no dirty ass pissy ass house Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's probably why she don't work in no damn shop. Because nobody got time when I'm coming in there and I'm spending my money and I'm making my plans around getting my hair done that I come in there and you're not ready to go. Or your place isn't suitable or you tell me you can't do this and you can't do that. There was this one girl I was going to go and get my hair when I was going to do my twist or whatever it was. And she had all these questions. It was just like, okay, well, I live here, and then some days I'm at this house, and other days I'm at that house. And then, um, yeah, so I do it out of my room, so I have to just make sure that I have this going on, and I have that going on. What kind of hair are you going to bring? What kind of this? What kind of, and I'm just like, sis, I sent you a picture. You can either do it or you can't do it, okay? 
and then it was okay I can only take this form of payment I can only do this I can only do that uh, do you know what type of hair you have like it was just too much and then I've been seeing recently how now some shops they don't they don't wash your hair for you yes I saw a big debate about it on Instagram and someone said that's the difference between a hairstylist and a cosmetologist because cosmetologists, they go to school for that. They're going to wash your hair. But I've definitely found that as of recently, like when I go in to get like a sewing, I now come with like my hair washed and all the other stuff and ready to go. And I do miss like, maybe because I'm not getting my hair straightened or whatever it is. It's just like, let's just get to the business. Mm -hmm. But I remember when I used to go to the Weave Express, it was like extra if you wanted your hair washed and then extra if you wanted to blow dry and all this other stuff. And then I would have to part my hair, which gets on my nerves. Yes. So at this point, I'm just going to, I normally go to this one particular braider. Her name is Natalie, and she's a traveling braider in the DMV area. When I tell you she gives you great A service, mm -hmm. like I've done, been to her twice. Yeah, her Instagram, shout her out. Um, at the traveling braider. And she literally travels to you. But, of course, you have to pay her to travel because she's right, um, from a different location. So, and then when you get there, you get your braids done. You, you know, you talk to her. She has um, recommendations. She gives mm -hmm. you products. At the end, she gives you a whole-ass neck massage. She has a whole, like, suitcase. You tell her what color hair you want. She brings it. She has a chair, a stool, and she's ready to go. Then you can even book an additional braider. So say you don't want to be there for, I'm not saying she takes eight hours, but say it's like eight hours. You can book an additional braider, right. and it'll cut down the time, of course. Have you ever had to, like, go into a shop and they're taking a long time and you've had to tell your hairdresser I need you to come on because they're doing a million and one different things? No. So everywhere I go is normally just like an African beauty shop and I come like dirt early in the morning. If Google says they open at 6, I'm there at 5.30 because I want my hair done. Nothing annoys me more. And I get it. Like you're there all day, but like if I'm coming to you and then you want to stop and you want to have your food break and like, like you, mm -hmm. I like to be the first one there. Okay, I'm there. I'm early. Sometimes I'll even be like, hey, I'm stopping at this place. Can I get you anything? Right. So, but you ready to go. Another annoys me more when the other hairdressers, they be coming over, they be talking, they stopping, they this, they done the third. Or like, you don't have me under the dryer for an hour because you over here trying to start mm -hmm. this girl's head. Like, literally, I've had to get up and be like, yo, did you forget about me? Because when I'm cleaning and I'm coming in there, like, I think that's my biggest issue with black hair salons. I've never been to the Dominicans, even been in the white people, but... I get you trying to get in as many heads as possible, but I don't have the time or the patience to be in between three and four or five other heads. Right. Because you got to wash this girl's hair, because you got to do this. And no, if I'm coming in and I'm paying all that money for you, I want to be done in a certain amount of time. And see, that's what I used to love. So I hate when being I rocked, day. When I rocked my little short haircut back in the day, I used to go to this one particular lady. Her name was Yolanda. And it wasn't a big beauty shop. It was like everybody had their own like little cubicle or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she had three seats in her chair. And at one time she would have like three people. But she would like do, okay, 15 minutes. Okay, and under the dry for 45. I'm going to wash, blow dry, whatever. And at that time, y'all mm -hmm. two going to switch. And then you going to sit here for 45 minutes. And then y'all going to rotate. Like she had it on a timely schedule. You have schedule. to have a right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I enjoyed about her. But all the other places, I feel like they're, everybody's becoming a hairstylist. And like you said, not a cosmetologist. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think you need to be more professional. If you, if your client didn't wash your hair, that's fine. Don't charge them anything extra for that. I don't see why it has to be. I, I don't even see why that's a thing anyways in charging people. But, like, one thing I will say, and I stopped going to the Weaver's Price after me and a lady got into it. She pissed me off with time, but that's not the end of there. They had, they were a well-oiled machine. Yeah. So it was like, <clears throat> there was a braider. You go to her first. After she braids you up, and when she's, the other braiders there, someone else was getting her needles ready. Someone's getting her needles ready. So Wallace, I'm done with this needle. Let me go with the next one. Then you go from there. Then you go to the person that's actually doing the sewing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then they do that. Then you go to the next person who's actually doing the styling. Who styles it, whatever it is. And it was like a nice, 
swollen up the system. And then they had their one separate shampoo person, and then they had one person to blow dry the hair, and all this other stuff. All the girls asked me to do, how do you want your part to go? And that I appreciated. It was efficient. Like, literally, you do need to get there early, because they don't necessarily take appointments. A lot of it's walk-in. Um, but I can honestly say, like, I could get my soul in it done maybe an hour and a half, if that. Like, that was the longest because they were so efficient. Mm -hmm. So you had one person who just literally just braided all day. Just braid, 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 braid. Then you had the person who did the sewing on the track. And then someone else would, sometimes the person who sewed it in would do the style. Or they would just send it over to the next person who would go ahead and get the styles. Mm -hmm. And then they, if you ran out of hair, they had hair. They were located across the street from a beauty supply shop. You know what I mean? And they would ask you all these questions. Do you want to keep your web? Do you not want to keep your web? And I appreciated the efficiency of that because I don't want to spend all goddamn day in the shop. And I don't want to be charged almost $200 for something that originally was $80 because you failed to tell me that I need to wash my hair. I said, and I'm coming. Well, of course, you're going to wash your hair, but say I just want you to wash my hair. Right. Now that's $25. I have seen. Uh, oh, and then your ends need to be trimmed. That's a whole $30. Yeah. Come on now. No. I feel like that's part of the. The, that should be part, especially you just if you just tripping off a little itty bitty, you know, whatever it is. And I get it, you know, do you? But I know what, like, some salons, a lot of the white salons, they charge you based on your length of your hair. Mm -hmm. I think that's stupid. Me, me personally, me personally, I'm not a hairdresser, so I don't know why they, they charge that. But sometimes it's about that. Some places it's about the hair texture that you have. I have heard about some of them Dominican shops, the type of hair texture that you have, they may charge you a different price about how easy it is to manage and do with your hair. But I feel like this. I said that to say, when you run a business, whether you run it from your home, your home or a shop, you need to be professional. If I reach out to you, I'm expecting you to respond back to me within an appropriate amount of time. I don't want to text you at 8 a.m. and I'm not hearing back from a bitch until 7 p.m. I don't have time for that. Because there's plenty of other people who can go ahead and get my services. Okay? I don't have time if I'm asking you a quick question and then... You don't respond back to me until the next day. Mm -hmm. I want to know what your schedule is. I want to know what your availability is. Do you have this day or do you not have that day? Especially if you're going to be on Instagram. Now, I've seen a lot of, like, the traveling braider that I'm talking about. Her name is Natalie. She has a website. Mm -hmm. And as you go through the steps, you select your hairstyle that you want, the length. It gives you the time. And it says it has a massage attached to it. Right. Then it gives you the dates. Right. And then it shows the times. Like, once you click on the date, it shows you the times. Right. And you could picture, put your slot. This lady didn't even have all of that. So I literally had to DM her on Instagram. Yeah. And then she was like, hey, text me on this number. And I'm texting her or whatever. Like, I don't want to do all of that. Tell me what that. services you offer and what you don't. I don't want to be showing you a picture of my, my hair beforehand. No. If you, this professional, then you didn't know how to do it. Pay your point blank. Period. And all of them are, some of them are saying you have to have at least four inches of hair and all of this stuff. I don't want to have like, to go to no special store to pick up nobody edge control. Thank you. Pick up, I don't even want to bring needles and thread. You should have that. Thank you. I Aren't should you just supply the hair. Right. And then I wasn't even supplying the hair. Yeah. Her prices are good, but I feel like there is a lack of um, business right. and education. And I think, but I think that's a thing. I feel like business is across, whether it's hair or something else. It's just like, me, I'm a person, like, I'm very, I'm busy. I have a lot of things that I do. So when I go ahead and I take the time and I schedule, and if I'm running on this other time frame, I want to start and finish by a certain time. And I let them know, hey, I need to be up by this time. If you cannot accommodate me for that time, that's fine. But point me to somebody else. Let me go to another chair or whatever the case is, this thing or third. If I reach out to you, I need you to respond back to me in an appropriate amount of time. I don't want any attitude when I ask you this question. Right. I want to be able to ask you all the questions that I want to fucking ask you. Right. Without it being an attitude, I don't know. I don't deal with that. Da -da 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 -da. Yada, 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 this and the third. Right now, I'm doing a situation with, I ordered something from Etsy for my wedding. Mm -hmm. Some robes. And messaged me back, and she was like, oh, it's going to take a while to get the colors. The, you know what, I will reach back to you. Okay, I'm touching bases with you. Excuse me, hey, you don't have it today? What's the update with that? Let me know how that's going. I'm reaching out to you periodically. So then she stopped answering me, and I said, hey, you're taking a little too long. How about, you know what, we'll just switch the colors over. So I want to know in progress if I order something for you, what's the update? Where's my stuff at? 
Are you in the sh are you packaging it right now? Has it been shipped out? Don't let me get don't let me be waiting on no package. Girl, don't let me be waiting on no package. Cause I'm messaging you back and forth. Hello? Fashion Nova. They normally take two, three days. I remember this was like last year. They legit took three weeks. They have never taken that long. Girl, I made a fake Twitter account. I was tweeting them. I was DMing them on Instagram. It was they gave me a discount. And they're never but they're never like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, well, what's going on? I know what I'm expecting. So, ladies, don't be afraid to take your business elsewhere. And you are the client. You are the consumer. And sometimes I feel like the problem is, too, is that people don't tell people. And I feel like the way to improve business is feedback is important. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be nasty about it. But I do. I am that person. I'm going to provide you with some feedback. Hey. I appreciate that you took the time to see me a little extra early, you know, whatever, whatever it is. However, next time, can we make sure that we have X, Y, and Z done? Mm -hmm. I ask all, I cover all the bases. Bitch, what time you gonna be here? How long do you think it's gonna take? I, I noticed you're doing a couple other heads. How long am I gonna be on this dryer for? Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. I've literally had to be like, when my stylist was talking too long, I've literally had to be like, hey, how much time do you think it's gonna take? How many more rows you got? Right. You be up there trying to fill or you be like, trying I gotta to go to the bathroom when you definitely don't. And no, you just be trying to clock up. and you see how much longer it's gonna be because your ass cheeks is hurting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry you had that experience, friend. But do you have any other news? I do not. I just definitely wanna shout out um her her name is Natalie. This is the one that I love to go to. She is a little pricey. She provides the hair, she travels to you, she gives you a massage afterwards, she provides you with any products, any questions about hair growth or anything like that. This is her full time job for her and she's very professional. And her name on Instagram, if you guys are interested, is Traveling Braider. Alright, I don't have any other news but my music plug this week. And y'all, I need to get back to getting uh, more unknown artists, so I'm going to get back on that sooner than later. Um, but my music plug for this week is Bryson Tiller has a new song, and it's called Blame. Okay, friend. Alright, and that's going to wrap up this week's episode. As always, if you are not already, please make sure you catch up on all of our other episodes and follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter at NBFamous podcast yes ma'am all right guys thanks bye toodles <laughs>